Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way you'll always be notified and get the Faneva news. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, as always, if you want to listen to Faneva news before it hits YouTube, definitely you can always listen in on podcast streaming services like Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, etc., etc. Now that we've got that out the way, I just wanted to start off this episode by saying thank you to you, everybody that that watches for never news and supports for never news uh it's been one hell of a year to say the least and we're almost through so i just wanted to give you guys a little bit of words of encouragement to say that keep going keep moving forward let's not stop let's wrap this bad boy up strong because it's been tough the last couple years actually and we're still here right we still made it we're still standing strong let's keep doing it baby but yeah we got some spicy stuff we got some one piece we got attack on titan we got demon slayer we got some season twos for different anime that were announced we got a whole slew of stories without further ado people let's jump into another exciting episode of the only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related and we don't bore you we get into it let's do it no matter how you Okay, people, so first on the docket, Attack on Titan. It seems as though with the final season approaching, they want to make things very big and larger than life. No pun intended. Colossal, eh? Uh, regarding big event that they're doing, let's read. It says, Attack on Titan final season set special event for the fall. The fourth and final season of Attack on Titan is set to land on the small screen early next year, finally bringing a close to the story of the Scout Regiment as they now must deal with both the Nation of Marley as well as a new force in Aaron. Jaeger's Jaegerus. With the cliffhanger of the first half of the season 4 seeing Eren facing down a bloodthirsty Marleyan army that are looking for revenge following his attack on their homeland it seems that the dark anime franchise will be holding an event to celebrate the series. The event itself is set to take place in Japan on November 14th titled Attack on Titan the final season special event which will feature the voices of Eren Jaeger, Mikasa, Armin, John and Sasha making an appearance with Yuki Kaji, Yui Ishikawa Marina Inoue, Ki show Taniyama and Yu Kobayashi respectively. While the event has yet to hint at what will be discussed, we could definitely imagine what will gain new insights into the upcoming season that will bring the anime story of Attack on Titan to a close and the end of the war between Marley and Paradis once and for all. Attack on Titan's official Twitter account shared the details of the upcoming event, which is sure to reveal new details about the final season of the Survey Corps, which will see some shockingly big moments along with plenty of casualties, as has been the case throughout the Dark series created by Hajime 
Isayama. The manga for Attack on Titan ended earlier this year, though we could imagine that there are plenty of fans that read the last chapters that will be anxious to see how the anime adaptation handles some of the terrifying moments. With the franchise having already released a new trailer for the final half of the last season, it seems that MAPPA is all in when it comes to bringing the story of Hajime Isayama to a close. While there have been no rumors or official comments with regards to a potential sequel or spin-off series to Attack on Titan, the director's cut of the manga's final chapter certainly leaves the door open for one. And I just keep it real, uh, yeah, the Attack on Titan final season, it seems as though they want to do a big celebration, which absolutely deserves it. You know, Attack on Titan really helped Kodansha, the publishing company, in a major way. One of the biggest they've had in years is not until very recently with stuff like Tokyo Revengers and series like that, that they're actually starting to see some similar success to what Attack on Titan brought forth all those years ago back in like 2013 when the first season popped off and sales were out of this world and stuff like that. So Attack on Titan absolutely regardless of how you feel about the ending deserves a massive celebration in terms of what they were talking about which was more so the article uh, regarding like a sequel or something. I have no doubt in my mind that there's going to be some sort of sequel spin-off. First of all business part of it we always got to look at it. I get it. We love the arts. I'm one of the biggest supporters of you know the art coming first but at at the end of the day this is a business and the way the attack on titan story ends kind of leaves some potential for a future down the road for the attack on titan story but that again remains to be seen either way yeah it seems as though they're doing a big celebration and i'm just really curious how they're going to adapt the finale because while there were people that actually enjoyed the end of Attack on Titans manga. There were a lot of people that didn't like it. And again, it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt the finale of it. How they're going to adapt in general. Because there's still quite a bit of content to fit into the last, you know, set of episodes. And either way, Attack on Titan, the finale is approaching. They're doing it big. And who knows, maybe with the finale, they're going to announce something else to come with Attack on Titan. I can only imagine. Like, again, this is a cash cow this is a huge cash cow and they've done spinoffs upon spinoffs i don't think that they're going to just let it die after the big anime finishes wrapping up i wouldn't be surprised if another manga is in the works i don't know if hajime isayama the original creator is going to be a part of it but we gotta wait and see either way tack on titan they're doing a big big event finale final season okay people next up small updates for jujutsu kaisen and marshall both very big series in shonen jump it says jujutsu kaisen and marshall will both be on break next week in weekly shonen jump issue number 48 the series will resume in issue number 49 as scheduled which wow that's two big guns like marshall is starting to become a staple in jump at this particular point like the latest volume in its first week almost did a hundred thousand copies so and it doesn't have an anime so just put that into perspective that's really really good i think it did like what twenty thousand, maybe 30 less than black clover's latest volume like marshall is on the rise so for jujutsu kaisen and marshall to be on break which marshall rarely takes breaks that's pretty big that's pretty big news i mean i get it with jujutsu kaisen because a lot of the big authors that are already established have been taking breaks but it looks like maybe marshall has made it to that point where they're allowing the author like okay you know we're giving all the other vets at this point which is crazy to think that jujutsu Jujutsu Kaisen is kind of somewhat of a veteran in this whole thing. I, I know it's crazy, but they probably like, okay, we're giving them some breaks. Yeah, you, you've been doing your thing. The, the series is starting to pop. Here's a break here and there for you as well. Or it could be hopefully not that the author maybe is sick or something like that. Uh, but there's no mention of that. So hopefully it's just like you deserve a break. Here's a break. Not to mention in some of the author comments lately, the author of Marshall doesn't sound like he's the most hype about living the manga lifestyle. But yeah, they'll be on break one week. They deserve it. 
do your thing come back stronger then moving forward we got the top 10 selling series of the week for manga coming in at number 10 blue period with 49,729 I'm imagining those sales are going to continue to go up because the anime is out now over here I believe it's a Netflix exclusive if I'm not mistaken and it's making waves I'm hearing people talking about it I have yet to jump on it because there's just so many shows that I'm watching and I'm trying to finish off watching the seven deadly sins anime that they dropped the last batch of 12 of you know last season at the end of last season so I'm swamped right now but that's definitely on my radar of a series that I want to watch then coming in at number nine detective Conan with 71,000 okay not too bad card captor Sakura clear card I didn't even know they were still making more card captor Sakura that's freaking nuts 78,000 for that uh blue lock at number seven with 96,000 this week blue lock on the rise next big sports series Wotakoi love is hard for otaku I've never heard of this and I've never even heard of this publisher 176,000 copies sold though but Ichijinsha what the hell is that I, I gotta look into that that sounds interesting though uh number five Kimetsu no Yaiba aka Demon Sayer 177,962 a lot of that is off the strength of the new season of the anime which even though it's readapting the Mugen train people are still hype about it it's still pushing volumes out there number four My Hero Academia 193,000 this week I know a lot of that is due to the latest volume that's pushing in a lot of sales but that's got to be I'm guessing a few back sales as well uh, number three My Happy Marriage by Square Enix 230,000 it's interesting to see some of these series that I've never heard of but they're making waves then the top two I've definitely heard of coming in at number two Jujutsu Kaisen 253,000 and number one Tokyo Revengers 306,000 like now you know we've been talking about it. if you've been following um, all these updates on the top selling series of the month and all that jazz and the week and stuff like that now we're starting to see Tokyo Revengers the hype die down a bit because it was doing double that triple that in a week and now it's starting to die down I can only imagine with the the next couple months it'll probably slowly fall off the top 10 which is to be expected and nothing wrong with it because Tokyo Avengers it's one of the top three highest selling manga of the year in a massive landslide of sales so by no means am I shading it or saying anything wrong with that it had an incredible run and probably whenever season two or movie or whatever they're gonna do next with it comes up it'll probably boost again because it was dominating but now that the anime's ended the first season we're starting to finally see a little bit of not to fall off because I feel like that's the wrong words to use for it but it's not doing as stellar as it once was which don't get me wrong it's still number one like what more could you ask for and yeah people those were the top 10 selling series of the week for manga some interesting ones in there again Square Enix and a publisher I've never even heard of dope stuff okay people next up we got an update for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's film this time around it's about one of the main characters it says Rika's character design for Jujutsu Kaisen movie Zero revealed Hanazawa Khan will be voicing Rika then we got a little little bit more insight here it says Jujutsu Kaisen Zero anime film cast Kana Hanazawa as Rika Orimoto the official website for the Geki Joban Jujutsu Kaisen Zero Jujutsu Kaisen Zero the movie announced on Friday that Kana Hanazawa will voice the character Rika Orimoto the character is key to the film's story and is the childhood friend of the main character Yuta Okotsu voiced by Megumi Ogata the two had promised to marry each other but Rika passed away in a car accident 
president and becomes a special grade vengeful cursed spirit. The character is seen below in her human and cursed spirit appearance. And of course the film will open on December 24th and I ain't gonna lie the cursed spirit form looks sick as hell and it's just kind of eerie because you see like oh the adorable little girl that's cute and all that and then you just see this creepy looking freaking monster. I'm just dying for this film and I hate it that the film opens up on the 24th of December and we won't see it no matter how much I talk about this until probably January the earliest but I'm guessing probably February even March depending on how well it does over there in Japan because there's going to be a buffer between over there and over here especially with you know everything that's been going on in the world right now I don't know when we'll see this film but oh my god I can't freaking wait in I ain't gonna lie they did a great job on the character design for Arika in her cursed spirit form it looks grotesque <laughs> and yeah people that's the obligatory update on Jujutsu Kaisen Zero's film with Rika's character design moving forward okay people next up we got more one shots from Tatsuki Fujimoto author of Chainsaw Man it says Tatsuki Fujimoto's short stories 22 through 26 cover and on the cover if I'm not mistaken that's Nayuta which there was some one shots that he had did back in the day with a character Nayuta and then I want to even say that in the Chainsaw Man story there's a character that I'm not going to get into spoilers by any means that is also resembling this character and then now this is the cover which it's so bizarre why are they making him and it's 22 through 26 I'm only guessing that what it is is that Tatsuki Fujimoto like he's a workaholic and maybe he had all of these one shots just sitting around that he drew for the hell of it like he's been having fun on top of that maybe he has downtime maybe they're waiting for the chainsaw man anime to return because remember it's been confirmed that we're getting a chainsaw man 2 that's going to be published in jump plus but instead of you know getting to that chainsaw man we're getting more of these short stories that don't get me wrong like look back was incredible i loved the look back one shot but i don't understand it because then on top of that we get that you know tatsuki fujimoto one shot and then we get the announcement that chainsaw man creator tatsuki fujimoto is looking for a new assistant again for a new short story slash one shot so not only are we getting this one shot you know short story book but now he's working on more one shots which means that we can't expect chainsaw man 2 till god knows when like if he's right now focused on making more one shots it's not only that he probably has all these one shots laying around is that he's just in the middle of let me make more one shots and i can only imagine that the reason they're doing this is and not giving us chainsaw man 2 right away is two reasons probably either one project of passion he's just passionate about this but i'm you know seasoned enough to know that business comes before play when it comes to the giant corporations like shueisha and they probably understand the magnitude of what chainsaw man is so they're probably waiting until like okay it would be bigger and more successful if we get a big announcement that the chainsaw man anime is coming let's just say you know april 15th or something like that boom around april you drop the chainsaw man 2 first chapter and then it'll coincide and cross promote maybe Maybe that's the only reason I could think of why they would be postponing Chainsaw Man 2 because Tatsuki Fujimoto incredible author again look back one shot I can't stress enough how much I love that one shot but come on fam you one shotting us to death at this point like yo where's that Chainsaw Man 2 at and again if it's about creativity with him by all means I am always for the creative I am always for the artist let the artist art you know what I'm saying let the artist paint let the artist create but at the same time it's like I'm a big big fan of that Chainsaw Man okay I'm a big big fan of that Chainsaw Man and I'm dying for Tatsuki Fujimoto to get back to work to it but you know it's all in good fun of what I'm saying at the end of the day I want it really bad but if he needs to do these things for a creative reason by all means but 
I wouldn't be surprised if they're just waiting for uh, the Chainsaw Man anime, which from what I understand, remember we got that very hyped trailer and it was like, oh my God, Chainsaw Man might look like this. From my understanding, that was like a one-off thing and the Chainsaw Man anime wasn't really knee deep in production yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be waiting quite some time for Chainsaw Man. Maybe MAPPA, you know how they're building these new buildings and they're trying to get all the animators to damn near live there around the clock, which is very wrong and inhumane. Maybe that's why we're getting the delay on Chainsaw Man's anime and Chainsaw Man 2 because they're waiting on MAPPA to produce it. In the meantime, Tatsuki Fujimoto's like, I got all these ideas. Let's throw some one-shots out. Why not? So I'm not going to complain on more work from Fujimoto because I love his stuff. Just really want Chainsaw Man 2. And either way, these covers look dope. And 22 to 26 short stories. Why not? Okay, people, next up, just a small update on Jump Giga, the winter edition. According to this, it says Jump Giga Winter 2022 is scheduled to release on December 24th, 2021, commemorating the release of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. So they're putting a lot of manpower behind this. If they're making a whole magazine's issue that is released quarterly, dedicated straight up to the release of this Jujutsu Kaisen film, they want to make sure that this busts. Because like at the end of the day, if this film can do even half of, let's just say, what the Demon Slayer Mugen Train film did then they're gonna be making a lot of money and Demon Slayer in case you missed it just made like in the last couple years like 10 billion dollars type of deal like if they could do half of that with Jujutsu Kaisen I'm sure they will be very very happy and pleasant about it so yeah they're gonna put Jump Giga Winter and all sorts of stuff expect when December comes at throughout the month constant reminders about this film new trailers all sorts of stuff because they want to make sure that they put this on the map the manga right now for Jujutsu Kaisen is on course to surpassing the sales for the year of Demon Slayer and becoming number one I'm sure they will love for this film to follow suit of what Mugen Train did with Demon Slayer moving forward just a small update on the Spy X Family manga in case you don't know about Spy X Family it's a pretty newer I guess you would say it's been out for a little bit now but it's more so newer it doesn't have an anime adaptation yet but it sells very well for Jump Plus and according to this it says Spy X Family which I believe is just called Spy Family so I'm going to try and start referring to it as Spy Family. Spy Family has reached 12 million copies in circulation and I want to say they have what like 7 or 8 volumes out at this particular point. So in 7 or 8 volumes for a Jump Plus, a digital magazine... 12 million copies in circulation that is phenomenal man this series when it gets an anime the way it'd be selling it'd be doing over half a mil six seven hundred thousand first week i can only imagine what it's gonna do once it gets which it's gonna get a whole bunch of other stuff it's gonna get an anime i'm almost certain it's going to get a live action adaptation probably a tv series it's going to do the works because this is family friendly at the same time and family friendly that's when you're opening up to a whole other market a whole other avenue so you're gonna get a little bit of maybe the shonen fans because there's a little i guess part of it that has action to it but it also has a family element to it and yeah this is going to be humongous think like in the realm of not necessarily the same but sort of like the vibe you would get from like a fandom of your name for example again it's very different from your name but something like that like it can go really mainstream beyond just anime and manga fans so this is going to be humongous by family and it's already humongous 12 million copies for eight volumes of a jump plus title 
title. It is humongous already. It's going to get more huge. Okay, people, next up, some unfortunate news for fans of the Demon Slayer anime with Season 2 in particular. Y'all know that right now they're currently, I want to say, like, re-episodes, two or three episodes deep into Season 2. It's re-adapting the Mugen Train film. However, there's going to be a delay due to some, I want to say, like, elections over there. According to this, it says, Demon Slayer Season 2 release schedule delayed by Japanese election. Coverage of the upcoming Japanese elections will push back the release of further episodes in the Mugen Train arc by one week. The release of Episode 4 of Demon Slayer's second season, so we're three episodes deep, and all of the remaining episodes in the Mugen Train arc following it will be delayed due to coverage of the upcoming Japanese House of Representatives elections. The delay was announced on the official Japanese Demon Slayer Twitter account. Episode 3 of the new season will still air on October 24th. Okay, so actually we're about to get uh, Episode 3, but the following episode will now be delayed until November 7th in order to allow Japanese TV networks to cover the country's upcoming elections. Consequently, all further episodes in the Mugen Train arc will also have their release dates pushed back by a week as well. The delay will apparently not affect the release of the Entertainment District arc, which is still scheduled to begin on December 5th with a special hour-long episode. Both Funimation and Crunchyroll are simulcasting the new season to international audiences as episodes air in Japan. So that's going to be interesting if it's not going to affect the release of the Entertainment District arc. Are they going to drop like the final episode of Mugen Train and the first episode of the Entertainment District arc? Or they just haven't updated that info yet about the Entertainment District arc? Because that's a lot unless there was going to be a break in between anyways. Or maybe, yeah, maybe they had a break in between the end of Mugen Train and the Entertainment District arc. And now there's not going to be. I'm not really sure. But either way, seems as though there's going to be a delay for next week's episode. We won't get next week's episode next week. It'll be the following week. But we're still going to get the real beginning in my opinion the season two with the entertainment district arc on december 5th which boy i can't freaking wait i ain't gonna lie like i've been a little hypocritical i've been peeping a little bit just a smidge of the demon slayer season two anime with the mugen train i've, I've kind of been watching i ain't gonna lie but entertainment district is where you're really gonna have me and i'm really gonna be hyping i think that's gonna revitalize a lot of things for demon slayer because demon slayer it's still massively popular but i've noticed in certain areas is not popping off like it's been doing the last few years but we're gonna get into it in another story either way yes demon slayer's next episode will be delayed however entertainment district arc still hitting on december 5th and it's gonna be hype moving forward i saw this post that and i'm not 100 sure if it's legit or not i'm almost certain it is but don't quote me in case not but either way it said one piece creator Eichiro oda's editor iwasaki says that he watched theory videos on youtube and on tv shows about one piece's ending but none of them are close to the ending which really is interesting because that means that one piece's ending is going to blow a lot of minds it's going to blow a lot of minds and nobody's going to see it coming because if he went through and saw theory videos because there was a couple of ones in particular that was circulating recently that went viral and all sorts of stuff about how one piece is going to end and if oda's editor is saying nah y'all not even close I don't know what mind-blowing, mind-boggling ending Oda has in mind, but I can only imagine. Like, if it's really to that point of he's watching theory videos, he's scouring the internet to see what they've come up with, and it's not even close to the ending of One Piece, then what the hell is he in store for? I mean, again, it could be that maybe there's certain deaths that are going to happen that are not going to happen. Maybe that's in reference to the theories. It could be that regarding stuff that, like, feels like staples. Like, a lot of us feel like the ending of One Piece, more than likely Luffy is going to die the same way Rob 
Roger died. Maybe that's not going to happen at all. Maybe something totally different is going to happen. I don't freaking know, but that is very interesting, and that's good to know as well because, like, a lot of us feel... Uh, I don't even want to say a lot of us because, to, to be honest with you, I, I like to keep a little element of unpredictability to how I feel like things are going to happen in One Piece because Oda has shocked us time and time again. But a lot of the fandom of One Piece feels like they got it mapped out. Like, they know this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's good to hear that, at the very least, the uh, you know people around Oda are checking out to see, like, well, did they hit the nail on the head? And seems to be as far as the ending goes that they haven't if this is indeed true which again i like hearing that i like hearing that there's going to be an element of surprise and suspense to how one piece is going to play out because yeah i don't want to know how especially this grand journey that started you know decades upon decades ago to know how it's going to end i i feel like luffy to be honest with you like don't ever spoil me how one piece ends i want to enjoy it till the end but either way i thought that was interesting to note because oda's going to shock us all with the ending of one piece and when Whenever it happens, whether it's five years from now, ten years from now, however long it takes to get to that ending, I'm expecting greatness, Oda. Don't don't let us down. Don't let it be again. Don't let it be something that we've thought for a long time it's going to be. And I know they dispelled the theory of like, oh, it's the journey and the friendship. Like he dispelled that already. That's good, but can't wait to see how One Piece ends. Either way, it doesn't look like we've hit the nail on the head. Good stuff there. Okay, people, next up, a small update on Orient from the creator of Magi, their latest work. It says, all volumes of Orient by Shinobu Otaka are getting reprinted. Now, in case you don't know, reprinted means that there's going to be either already there's a demand or there's going to be a demand because don't forget that in January, I want to say the next season of anime, we're going to get the premiere of the Orient anime, again, from the creator of Magi. In case you don't know, I hold Magi the Labyrinth of Magic in very high regard in terms of quality and all that jazz so i'm expecting big things and that could also mean that they're expecting that this series is going to start selling very well and that's why they're ordering reprints because i want to say even taking steps moving forward they've actually put orient in a better position because i want to say it was like in the weekly shonen magazine and it wasn't really getting that much traction like honestly it just wasn't popping however after attack on titan ended they moved the series to besatsu and now it's kind of acting like in my opinion the head of that magazine it's like the most popular manga in that magazine so with that they're probably like okay we got it in besatsu it's going to be the head of it we got the anime coming out and now they're doing reprints that might mean that they have some good intel that Orient is about to do well, which I hope so. I hope so because, first of all, I hope that it's really good. Even though I've been buying the volumes, I haven't been reading the damn thing. I've only read, like, the first couple chapters, and I liked what I read so far. But, you know, a series could change after the first couple chapters, of course. So I'm interested to see where it goes with it. But either way, that's a good sign. If we're getting reprints now, they might, at the very least, have some idea that Orient is going to sell well. So we got to wait and see. Either way, we know that the anime drops in January, and I'm looking forward to it. Shinobu Otaka has been so freaking long since Magi ended and while Magi didn't have the greatest ending in the world there's still like so many amazing moments to that story the Alma Tehran arc is arguably one of the most deep complex and thought-provoking arcs in all of manga like period like that arc right there had me questioning existence questioning life because it really goes deep into the meaning of life like shit like that when you're getting that from a shonen series you got to do some praise you got to give it some praise and props and that's why I'm like okay whatever Orient is I'm hoping it's to at the very least somewhat of the level of Magi because Magi was indeed greatness in fact when I say greatness that was the origin of it like it was me reading Magi and saying yo is that Magi greatness and then boom it caught on okay people next up just a small update or you could argue big because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are interested in this apparently Kaguya-sama Love is War season 3 will premiere April 2022 
so April 2022 is going to be a big season which it's a couple seasons away but I guess they got to start announcing it now and I've said it before and I'll say it again I've watched the first few episodes of Kaguya-sama Love and War and I remember I used to talk about it on my old FNAF World podcast that it's kind of almost like Death Note but like in a comedic romance way where the two characters are trying to you know beat each other down so to speak in a mental battle of getting the other one to admit they like one another so very interesting story and I'm wondering if this is going to be the finale because I want to say the Kaguya-sama Lovers War manga recently wrapped up so is this season three going to adapt the entirety of the finale or is it going to take a season four I don't know how that's going to go but this gets me interested as well like if they're making more maybe I should go back and continue watching the anime because I enjoyed what I saw like I said I compared it to love comedy romance uh death note style which is a bizarre thing to say but that's kind of how it checks out and not with like murder or stuff like that just the mental battle that light and l had these two are having the class rep and kaguya herself i want to what is it kaguya oh god it's been a couple of years now but yeah kaguya sama love is war season three april 2022 let's go if we're going <laughs> okay people next up this one caught my interest and i've seen back and forth on how well this actually is but it's what i was referring to in the earlier demon slayer story regarding the demon slayer hinokami chronicles games first week sales now according to this it says demon slayer hinokami chronicles sold 115,000 copies first week in japan and i've seen some people saying that in particular for cyber connect 2 and if you compare that to like naruto storm games back in the days that they used to sell like four times five times that amount and that actually demon slayer wasn't the number one selling game for that week either and it takes me to my experience with it like i'll be honest with you now that it's been what it's been about a week or, or so maybe more since the demon slayer game came out the first week i go lie i've been having a blast with it so far but i could definitely admit that it feels stripped down it feels bare bones it feels like this game could have been four times the length and because again what they've been doing with a lot of things when it comes to demon slayer they want to milk it and that's probably why it feels a little empty like the best thing about the demon slayer game is after you finish through the story mode which if you actually played through it for the most part in about eight hours you could finish it which is very very short for a 60 70 dollar game so that's short but the online mode is really the best part of it like i have a blast playing online against people but ultimately 115,000 copies i think that's good especially for the first installment the first console game of demon slayer period that's actually good there but in terms of if you compare it to like naruto storm back in the day it didn't sell as good as those games and it got outsold by some other games so it's like eh, i don't know i feel like it's all right but i guess maybe especially considering demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba is a juggernaut in every area you know biggest selling manga of last year broke one piece's records highest selling movie of all time from japan all of that jazz so when you get one thing that doesn't doesn't sell well a lot of people are looking at it under a microscope of and let me correct myself not didn't sell well but didn't sell to the standards of what people have for it people are looking like is demon slayer falling even if demon slayer fell off tomorrow do you understand that it made more than majority of the biggest series of all time like it doesn't matter anymore like it already one times a billion shueisha won they're laughing straight to the bank they are at the bank right now having a fucking tickle fest it doesn't matter no more they won so even if this game sold lackluster arguably because again 115,000 copies for the first installment the first game on consoles i think that's a pretty big success not to mention that they're going to support this game with dlc for years upon years to come probably every time there's a season of the anime wrapping up they're going to boom 
oh, here's some DLC for you guys. Here's the Entertainment Arc DLC. Here's Season 3 DLC, etc., etc. So you can expect in the future for this game to continue living on. Either that, or they're going to do Hinokami Chronicles 2, 3, 4, etc., etc. But it feels like nowadays, with like Namco Bandai and all of these companies, obviously this is CyberConnect 2, different publisher, but it feels like they're less inclined to release Part 2s and 3s and stuff like that, and they're more so going to go the DLC route. So I'm not expecting a Hinokami Chronicles 2, 3, 4, or anything like that. I'm just expecting DLC for years to come, similar to Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 or Naruto Shinobi Strikers. Like, that's what I'm expecting. But maybe I might be wrong. Maybe they might see a bigger bag with just releasing part two with, you know, the next installment the next season or something like that although i guess i don't know how that would even work considering the entertainment district arc is going to be the next chronological story after where the game leaves off and where the anime left off and that's only 11 episodes and that honestly fits for like a dlc pack that doesn't fit for a whole new game just for the entertainment district unless they're going to wait until like after season three even airs and do entertainment district along with season three i don't know i feel like this is going to be a dlc supported game and again 115,000 copies nothing to sneeze at by any means maybe you expected it to do a million first week because it's demon slayer but i think that's all right first game why not hopefully they do it better hopefully they add more because it does feel a bit bare bones for a console game let alone like demon slayer's manga's been wrapped up there was times where the naruto storm games would adapt stuff before the anime even the the storm 4 adapted the finale of naruto before the actual anime did probably a year or two before at that so they could have done more they're milking it, lads. They're milking it. Okay, people, moving forward, we got the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Starting this bad boy off, we got the author of Fire Force, Atsushi Okubo. To continue from before, I started Hollow Knight, and I'm amazed with how much quality and content comes in the game for a mere 1,500 yen. Fans of action RPGs shouldn't miss this. Kind of hilarious. We were just talking about content, how much content comes in a game and quality and all that jazz. And then we here got Atsushi Ogubo talking about Hollow Knight. So yeah, if you're a fan of RPGs, his recommendation, Hollow Knight, check it out. Uh, then we got Hiro Mashima, creator of Fairy Tale slash Eden Zero. He said, I've started watching Squid Game. I had been merely interested before, but now I'm hooked. Welcome to the club, fam. We all freaking watch that crap. I haven't seen one person say, oh, I was disappointed by Squid Game. Like, I've seen some people say, like, maybe, oh, it didn't necessarily live up to the hype. But I haven't seen anybody say, like, yo, it's garbage. It's, like, disappointing or anything like that. Because, I don't know, for me, and I've watched a lot of amazing stories in my time from live action, anime, reading manga, all sorts of stuff. But Squid Game was the truth. And it deserves a lot of the praise it's getting. Like, for a Korean live action that I haven't seen too many Korean live actions, but I was say that they did a phenomenal job from the acting the storytelling the plot twist it was a great freaking series so i gotta give praise to it and shout outs to hiro mashima again welcome to the club then we got ken wakui author of tokyo revengers this year's king of conte was pretty good i was cheering for majirab but kuki kaidan deserves props too i'm not sure is he referring to like a tv series or something i'm unfamiliar that's a little bit into the japanese culture that i'm not quite um 
familiar with. So yeah. Uh, then we got George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. I enjoyed Pumpkin and Space. I want to do it again. What the hell is that? It sounds like some sort of ride or I don't know. Maybe it's like a drink. I have no idea. <laughs> then we got Nakaba Suzuki, author of Seven Deadly Sins and now Four Nights of the Apocalypse. For the first time since the serialization began, I had a drink and meat. I've been waiting for this. Oh my god. Are we catching him in a lie? Hold on. For the first time since the serial began, which I'm imagining he's referring to the serialization of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. I had a drink and meat. I've been waiting for this. Maybe okay, a drink and a meeting, like a meetup or me or a meeting of some sort. Because yeah, he's talked about drinking a lot. We spoke about him talking about drinking a lot. So I don't know if he's been caught in a lie there, or he just means it's the first time he's had a drink and a meeting at the same time since he started Four Nights of the Apocalypse. And I'm still trudging through the Seven Deadly Sins final season because I'm actually really interested in the Four Nights of the Apocalypse. I think I'm going to jump straight into it once I finish the Seven Deadly Sins anime and the final film. But yeah, people, those were the weekly shonen magazine author comments i've noticed that they've added a few new series up in here that i didn't see all these times like there's a cooler ga inai no den and then kanmi shark those are two series that um i'm just now seeing in the magazine for the first time and i want to say that they did announce that they were adding like four or five new manga to weekly shonen magazine and i think those are a part of it but yeah people weekly shonen magazine author comments always a pleasure always a joy okay people next up kind of unfortunate update for detective conan aka case closed it says detective conan by gosho aoyama will be on break for a month after next week's chapter however it will resume in weekly shonen sunday issue number one out december 1st 2021 in this new issue new info regarding upcoming detective conan movie 25 will be revealed as well so if you're a fan of the detective conan manga and you follow it it's going on a month break which i'm imagining maybe it's for research also to give the man a break i mean for crying out loud he's been writing this manga for what 30 years or something since like the early to mid 90s he needs a month break absolutely and at the same time he's going to come back in the movie and all that jazz and you know the anime does very well over there so give him his break that's totally fine and either way a, a month break is good i feel like he deserves it you've been writing for so damn long but yeah detective conan uh it'll return december 1st 2021 just in time for the first issue which i'd imagine yeah they'd probably want to start off the fiscal year of the magazine with their big hitter because conan is like one of the biggest manga in that magazine shonen sunday i really got to catch up on the detective conan movies man i'm so freaking far behind but y'all know the releases over here for conan has been ridiculously horrible like i think right now discotech media is slowly releasing some of the films and ovas and stuff like that and i've been terrible about keeping up with those as well but i love conan either way okay people next up a very odd strange story about a man that was arrested for 18 dollars of tokyo revengers that's right people uh <laughs> let's read because it's a kind of ridiculous story man arrested for allegedly stealing four copies of tokyo revengers manga worth 18 dollars a 48 year old man oh my god why is a 50 year old man robbing manga like what a 48 year old man has been arrested on suspicion of stealing four volumes of the tokyo revengers manga a popular manga about hoodlum high school kids illustrated and written by ken wakui shout outs to ken wakui the award-winning tokyo revengers is serialized in kodansha's weekly shonen magazine full disclosure my first two books were published by kodansha it follows the exploits of the tokyo manji gang and has been adapted into an anime and a live action film according to yahoo news japan and fuji tv network the suspect was filmed allegedly
allegedly stealing the manga by a closed-circuit camera and a Sapporo bookseller. On October 19th, when he returned to the shop, staff alerted the police who arrived on the scene and apprehended the suspect. I used the money to supplement my living expenses. Up to now, I've reportedly stolen manga. The Japanese press is reporting that the man is unemployed. On 5CH, a popular Japanese bulletin board, many commenters thought this alleged crime was rather sad, with some wondering why he returned to the shop and what was going to happen to the suspect. It's like he's already a member of the Tokyo Manji Gang. Oh, God. No. The value of the four volumes is 2,046 yen, which is around $18, with each copy costing around 500 yen or fewer than $5. The Tokyo Revengers manga is incredibly popular in Japan, and there are over 40 million copies in circulation. Due to its popularity, Tokyo Revengers seems like an easy manga to resell, possibly flipping it through online sites. Authorities in Sapporo are now investigating whether any further manga were stolen. And I'll be honest with you, stealing is absolutely unacceptable. Like, definitely he should be punished, but I'd say lightly because, like, what they're saying on that message board, that is sad. Like, you stole four books for less than $20 and now you're going to get in a heap of trouble. You're going to be shamed all throughout Japan. Like, oh, look at this 48-year-old man. If you're a 48-year-old man and you're stealing four books, either you got to be a petty thief, you have some mental issues, something is wrong with you to go and steal four books. Like, I wouldn't in my life unless, I don't know, man. It got to be that I got my kid is going through it or something, like starving at home. I got to pay bills. Something insane where like, yo, people are depending on me and then, okay, I got to do what I got to do. But even then, I'm not going to go steal some fucking books to go resell. Like, I'm going to go get a job. I'm going to go do something. You know what I'm saying? Do what I need to do. So, I, I don't even know. That's just crazy. Stealing books to do, I don't know what, a 48-year-old man. That's kind of wild. I don't like to judge because at the end of the day, I don't know what his circumstances is. But if it's just that he just wanted them to flip to make some money and, and say, fuck it, like he, he didn't need to do it. He just did it because he wanted to do it. Then you just kind of ruined your life for $18. Congrats, because y'all know, in case you don't, in Japan, stuff like that, like over here, yeah, it's already bad. When you get a criminal record, you're kind of screwed in a lot of avenues. Over there in Japan, you're completely destroyed. I don't know what you could do with your future if he gets, which he more than likely is, going to be completely found guilty and all that jazz. Over there, they don't play. There's a 99.9% .9 conviction rate over there. So if you ever get arrested over there, you can expect that you are guilty, no matter even if you are or you aren't. And I also noticed that a lot of people over there, they immediately confess, which it reminds me of Detective Conan a lot of how they usually confess at the end. Say, oh, yes, I did it. Which over here, you know, um, can I can I speak to my lawyer? Can I speak to my lawyer? Like, that's that's what happens over here. Either way, um, if I get any updates on this, I will follow up with you guys because it's just crazy. Like a 48 year old man stealing four books and he's going through a living hell. I'm imagining following this. Tokyo Revengers is good. It ain't that good. Okay, people, next up is a segment that I hope to do a few more of these. I ain't gonna lie. We did one on the 7 Deadly Sins. Shoutouts to Jose underscore K. He's one of the people that he usually provides the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments and a whole bunch of stuff. Well, now he provided a sales chart for Blue Exorcist, aka I'll Know Exorcist, the manga sales, and it's fascinating to look at and also probably why the author went on break recently is due to sales now taking a look at it up until volume six or seven or up until volume six it was kind of like a uh, slow incline it was it was doing all right after volume six the anime started and you see it goes from not even reaching the 200,000 line to after the anime over 700,000 for several volumes but then if you notice shortly after volume 10 which i'm imagining that was probably where the anime had wrapped up it kept on going down down it's been a complete 
decline ever since that volume ever since probably season one of the anime wrapped up i think a lot of it has to do with the way the anime ended it made it feel like it was a closed story because in case you don't know season one of the anime had an anime only ending from like halfway through on and then season two just retcons the second half of season one of blue exes it's crazy what they did we probably will never get a season three of blue exes just being honest because i want to say he said around volume 18 is when season two came out and you would think okay season two it gotta boost the manga again right but no it didn't do anything at all to increase manga sales it just continued in a decline and as of volume 17 it's almost gone back to where we were prior to season one of the anime which again i'm imagining that's probably why the author said screw it i don't care i'm gonna take a year off and do something else because it's sad you know what i'm saying like you have that massive blow up and then to see that it's continued to decline with every volume no matter what the author has done it's a shame because i really like blue exes i'm not even gonna lie it has so many cool characters so many dope things and to see that it went from blowing up over 700,000 to slowly declining and even season two of the anime didn't do it any justice you definitely are seeing right here folks the rise and fall of blue exes and i wouldn't be surprised if after the author returns if volume sales don't pick up they're probably going to end the manga maybe two or three volumes after that because these sales they're, they're not good it's really bad at this point that it returned to before season one even began but then again i guess that's also a byproduct of making the series go on forever like season one of the anime i want to say came out 2011 we're 10 years removed from season one at this point and you know they tried with season two but the damage i think was done as well with the ending of season one i gotta keep on throwing that in there and stressing that the end of the season one anime you know the anime only stuff turned a lot of people off and they probably felt like well why am i gonna read anymore you know this was the ending so it's interesting but blue exes i wouldn't be surprised if whenever it returns it won't be that much longer because sales are very very low and it's been on a steady decline ever since the end of season one's anime and i guess also one of the things i remember hearing back then was the fact that the blue exes manga should have waited longer before they released an anime i think that was why they also had to do that filler and all that jazz because there wasn't enough content really to give a straight away boom banging type of season and that's why we had that filler you know second half of season one the rise and fall of blue x is sad to see because i really love this manga okay people next up we got the top 50 best-selling manga volumes of the week now i want to start this off by saying that from my understanding there's actually like a very big shortage of books so when you see and i don't know if this is going to continue but this has kind of been a thing a pattern here and there of book shortages if you see series selling less than you would expect it's not because people aren't into it people don't want it it's that there's a lot of book shortages everywhere because of the pandemic and everything that's been going on there has been book shortages all over the place not only in japan over here in america it's still ridiculous to get some manga volumes over here it just is now with that being said let's start off with 50 through 41 50 and 49 are tokyo avenger volumes doing 12,000 this week uh one piece volume 100 still hanging in the top 50 at 48 with another 12.9 bringing it to almost 1.8 million uh we got another tokyo avenger volume volume 10 at number 47 with 13,000 then uh tatsuki fujimoto's short story collection 17 through 21 with another 13,000 which yeah these sales look somewhat low to be honest with you and that makes sense if we're having a, a shortage uh with 13,000 this week bringing it to 75,000 
Then we got, let's see what else. Then uh, Kaiju number 8, volume 4, closing off the 50 to 41 with another 14,000, bringing it to 704,000 copies total, which I definitely would say that there's a shortage. These sales look ridiculously low in comparison to what they normally look. Because then we jump to 40 through 31, Shumatsu no Valkyrie, aka Record of Ragnarok, uh, volume 12 with 15,000, bringing it to 288. Bakido in 11 days, another 15,000 this time around with 32 total. Baki's about to uh, do numbers, I'm imagining, because they got a new season of the anime out on Netflix. I believe it's about to come out or it came out, something around there. Uh, then we got Don to Don Volume 2 um, in its second week with 16,000. Yeah, these sales are very low in comparison. We would already be talking at least 20,000, 30,000 right here. We're doing 16. Uh, yeah, 102,000, but it's crazy. These series will be doing way better. We got Owari no Seraph, aka Seraph of the End, volume 25, closing out at 31 with 17,000, bringing its total to 85,000. There was a card captor Sakura manga. It's crazy. Card captors in this day and age. Card captors of mystic adventure. Card captors, a quest for all time. Hey, yo, don't, don't front on me. Y'all know I, I got pipes for days, baby. Then 30 through 21. Okay, we got uh, Toilet Bound Hanako Kun with 20,000 this week at number 26, bringing its total to 190. Then we got Marshall Volume 8. 21,000 this week. Yeah, that's crazy. You go from 90-something thousand to 21,000, and it should have did like 40-something thousand in my opinion. Like, there's definitely a shortage, no doubt in my mind. Bringing his total to 114, which, that's good, but it's weird. Really weird. Black Clover coming in at number 22 with 23,000 this week, bringing its total to 137,000. Then we got 20 through 11. A lot of unknown series that I'm not too familiar with, to be honest with you. Well, there's Tokyo Avengers Volume 24 with another 27,000, bringing his total to 893. Oh my god, yeah, we're, we're talking 27,000 sales at number 16? Whoa, the shortage is real, people. I, I know I keep on referencing it, but I'm, I'm in shock right now. Like, holy cow. Then, the top 10. At number 10, Fire Force Volume 31 in three days, 40,000. That's not too bad. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that. that. That doesn't seem too bad. Uh, Blue Lock in three days, 48,000. Blue Lock? Doesn't Blue Lock sell more? <sighs> Detective Conan, volume 100. Oh my god, yeah. That looks wrong. That looks so wrong. Volume 100. Debut at number six with 67,800. I mean, shout outs to Detective Conan, volume 100. Huge milestone. Very successful, but what's going on here? My Hero Academia, volume 32. In its second week, 86.9, almost 87,000 bringing his total to over half a mil which is great 540,000 and the fact that it's still surviving in the top five that's really awesome and then a couple of series that i'm unfamiliar with like wotaku ni koi wa muzukashi volume 11 and watashi no shiwase na kekon 3 they look like the same series but apparently they're not they got different names but both of them doing some numbers again i want to say these are from different publishers than we're used to okay we, we referenced this in the top selling series Ichi Jinsha uh, editorial and then the other one is Square Enix and then of course coming in at number one and as clear as day something is off about these sales Jujutsu Kaisen volume 17 in its second week 188,000 
Nah, it should have did like 300 plus in its second week. Which I, I'm wondering how the publishers feel. I'm sure they're not too happy about this publishing shortage that is going on right now because it's affecting them. Like, you know, you only get one shot at being out for the first week, the second week and stuff like that. And it's definitely affecting their bottom line. So I'm sure they're probably on the asses of these companies like, make more of these books. You're screwing us over right now. Especially if you consider compared to last week. These are very low numbers in comparison to what last week we just saw with all these volumes. I mean, shout outs to everybody that did their thing but detective conan volume 100 should not be doing 60 something thousand first week that should have been 100 or at the very least like 80 90 something there like i don't know like craziness but keep that in mind and i did reference it a billion times those were publication shortages and they still did i so shout outs to all those series top 50 best-selling manga volumes of the week okay people and i wanted to close this episode off with some great news for nagatoro fans yes nagatoro fans nagatoro fans uh we got a second season confirmed it says here don't toy with me miss nagatoro anime gets second season the evening session of a special event for the anime nanashi's don't toy with me miss nagatoro son manga announced on saturday that production on a second season has been greenlit character designer misaki suzuki drew a visual to celebrate the news and it got senpai and nagatoro together oh, i love to see it i ain't gonna lie i'm so freaking hype i really enjoyed season one it was a fun saturday every saturday to get a nagatoro episode i really enjoyed it so yeah we got more seasons of nagatoro incoming can't freaking wait and yeah people those are all the stories we have for today's episode i'm curious what you guys think the most important story the story that stuck out to you the most was it you know attack on titan big celebration demon slayer all that jazz and what you normally return to for never news for those on any of the stories we covered in today's episode but that's all i have for this one thanks for watching hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm finab world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of have an awesome day